Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast, a look back on a third straight Premier League victory at Goodison Park for Everton. My name is Paul Wheelock and we will be picking the bones out of the impressively routine 3-1 win over Brighton, in which Richarlison scored twice to take his tally for the season to six, and in which Seamus Coleman opened his account for the game with a very warmly received goal. The podcast will kick off with the expert analysis of our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride and our Everton FC reporter Adam Jones. You will then hear my chat with Ian Kroll, the host of our brilliant View from the Gladys Street podcast and Goodison season ticket holder. And the podcast rounds off with a full audio from Blues boss Marco Silva's press conference. Enjoy, and we'll be back on Monday with the Royal Blue podcast. The Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Event 3, Brighton won and a richly deserved three points at that. The scoreline flattered Brighton in truth and apart from the moment when they equalised through Lewis Dunk's header from a very smart corner routine that caught the Blues out, they were never in it. Everton, too strong, too powerful, too quick, too much quality in the final third for Chris Hooten's side and, and, and the Brighton manager was very, very complimentary about Everton afterwards said he came up against a very good team today and on that evidence the Blues will be pushing the top six this season and that's the sort of performance that Everton need to consistently produce in order to do that and push the established top six. Michael Silva was obviously very pleased with the afternoon's work, Richarlison obviously grabbing the headlines with two excellent finishes, Seamus Coleman scoring his first goal at Goodison since December 2016 but Marco as is his way keen to emphasise how well the team played and you can understand why because you look at that spine of the team today and there was a real presence and power about it. Brighton were chasing shadows a lot of the time. And I thought Keane had an absolutely sensational game, didn't miss a trick, and was right up there with Andre Gomez as the team's best player with Richarlison and his finishes, making him not too far behind. So an important game, important to bounce back from the disappointment Old Trafford with a victory. One of the calling cards of the Roberto Martinez era was, I think, all but two defeats he suffered in that first season. responded with victories the next game so an important win today takes us into Chelsea next weekend with some confidence The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Well it has to be said that three points just takes a whole lot sweeter when it comes along with a performance as good as that Marco Silva's just said in his post-match press conference there that he thinks that's the best performance that Everton have put in at home since he's took over at the club and you know what, I'm, I'm really inclined to agree with him there. I thought the atmosphere was really, really good in that Crystal Palace game, but the, the desire that Everton have shown today against Brighton to bounce back from what was a disappointing result against Manchester United, but not in any way a disappointing performance. I think it was really, really good to see the sides put that firmly behind them uh, today. I think started the game very very well and completely deserved the lead uh, when it came that first goal was Marco Silva personified I think that 
such a swift counter-attack from the whole side. Brilliant work from Sigurdsson and Bernard with a little one-two down that left flank. Uh, the ball into Richarlison was absolutely perfect for him to run onto and let's not take away anything from his finish. That left-footed strike, like Matt Ryan's got no chance of trying to save a shot that good. Uh, again, those defensive frailties just come into play again. Uh, with Brighton's equaliser, you know, just didn't pick up on that short corner quick enough. The, the, the question of zonal marking gets raised again, doesn't it, when uh, that ball comes in. Lewis Dunk, uh, it's a good header from close range. Uh, not much Pickford can do about it. I'm, I, I need to look at, look at it back, but maybe Zuma's not tight enough to him. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> the second half performance was absolutely incredible from Everton. It was just attack, attack, attack. Brighton really hardly got out of their own half for that uh, that second half. Uh, Seamus Coleman gave the Blues a 2-1 lead with a really well-taken goal. Uh, right-footed low drive from outside the box, which again, Matt Ryan's got no chance of saving. Little cheeky uh, celebration, you know, giving it the giving it the uh, cupped ears to the Gladys Street. You know, for me, that just shows a lot of passion. You know, he's probably his own harshest critic uh, when uh, he doesn't put in good good enough displays. And he said to me after the Manchester United game, he knew he didn't put in a good enough display. So... You know, it's probably just a message that he is listening to the fans and, you know, that that passion is still there to, you know, get back to the form that he had before that horrific leg break injury and, you know, prove any of those sorts of critics wrong. And then after that, Richarlison, I think his, his second goal summed him up perfectly. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really poor pass from Lewis Dunk. Let's not, let's not get that wrong, but... Richarlison's only in that position because he's pressing so high up in the first place. He's in the position to very quickly react to it, gets onto it, knocks the ball round Shane Duffy, who uh, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> don't know where he thought his head was when uh, Richarlison did that, but and then he just uh, calmly walked around Matt Ryan and slotted it home and think. It was no more than Everton deserved. I think Everton, you know, if Everton had won this five or six one in the end, I don't think uh, Brighton would have particularly argued with it. And you know that is fantastic to see. You know, bouncing back, brilliant performance at home. Finally, which Marco Silva will definitely be very pleased with. And you know, there's a big opportunity to go to Chelsea. You know, top six side. We know now that Marco Silva is going to set off and try and win that match. You know, there's a big opportunity to you know set a real precedent and maybe send a message to the rest of the Premier League with a really top performance there. I'm not saying it's not going to be a tough game, obviously, but uh, we'll obviously discuss that in podcasts later in the week. But you know, a fantastic display from Everton here today uh, against Brighton, and one that's really, really, really promising to see. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, I'm joined by Ian Kroll now, who, like myself, was at Goodison Park today. Ian, 3 1 win over Brighton. What was uh, your verdict on it? Yeah, uh, you're right, Pop. Um, obviously, this afternoon's uh, been a very positive result for Everton. I think the second half performance was a, a major highlight for me. I think we uh, first half we you know took our time and didn't panic you know we we kept we kept things going and you know scoring the first goal was a major plus for me but we've obviously conceded from a, a set piece which is a bit sloppy really but that second half performance Silver again obviously working his magic at the at half time that team talk has um, 
I seem to, you know, gain a reaction from the players, and you just knew straight from the the, the second half kick off. I think we had a, um, I think we had a chance about two two minutes into the second half, and it just got the crowd right up there. It really did, and you know, from then on in, it, there was only going to be one winner. Thought it was very important that we got that third goal just to give us a bit of breathing space. Richarlison, what a player he's he's turning out to be for Everton Football Club. Because no matter what anyone said about the price tag. It is a lot of money for Everton Football Club to play to pay on one player, but he's, he's paying that back. He's paying that back, uh, no, no doubt. And I'm just, I'm just delighted for him. I think it's uh, that second goal in particular. You know the composure, the quality, and the skill to take it round first of all the, the Brighton defender, and then again for the the, the Brighton goalkeeper. You know what a finish. You know similar last week we had Bernard the exact same but only to hit the side then but this week Richardson has shown it has shown the way to go and that's literally just killed the game off there was no way Brighton were getting back in there and, and you know just a, just a great second half performance I feel and it's a, that's certainly a performance that Marco Silva and the, and the fans should pleased and proud about Richarlison will rightly get the headlines as you said there with his two goal display but was there anyone else who you particularly thought played well today yeah like you said I mean Richarlison's obviously going to get the headlines there. I mean in all fairness I don't want to like be down on him I don't think he did like a lot on the ball he, you know it was it was off the ball where I thought he was going to you know running down chasing down harrying and then obviously when he did get on the ball it was that, that quality that was uh, that was fantastic so yeah he's, he's going to get the headlines whether he was my man of the match I don't know for me there's two players who I'm, I'm very torn in between who I can pick really it's between Kurt Zuma and Adissa Garnagay I think those two uh, were, were outstanding I think there was other players who you could argue um, certainly in the top three of, 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 of the 11 um, but I think if I'm going to pick one it's got to be Adissa Garnagay for me he's just again what a player he's turning out to be for Everton Football Club. He's he, he came in obviously a couple of years ago, and now he's just he's just settled right in. And I think it's he's been helped by the fact that he's got a powerful, strong you know midfielder in in um, Andre Gomez next to him because you can just see his quality shining through when we haven't got that ball and he just he breaks the ball, he he breaks the the, the play up. And to be honest, I, I felt he was great on the ball today. I don't know what you thought, but I felt no, I agree, mate. I, I I think he was one of my man, if not man of the match for me, certainly very close to it. Yes, yeah, so there's a, there's a couple of you could pick, but I think if you're gonna, I always try to pick, you know, my man of the match was on, you know, the, the the games that they had in terms of, you know, the, the duration. Did they did they have a you know an eighty to ninety minute performance? And for me, it was Ed Zuma and Adrissa Garnagay. They they were both fantastic. They were they just won everything. Um, and I just hope that you know it, it carries on that way, you know, in the in the coming weeks. But for me, I just kind of gave us man of the match. I have to agree with you there, mate. I thought it was brilliant too. But you mentioned Kurt Zuma there, and obviously next Sunday against Chelsea, he won't be able to play for Everton against his parent club. Is that a blow? I know we've got Yeri Mina to come in, and he made his debut late on today. But is that how much a bigger blow could it be losing Zuma at the moment? Yeah, obviously it's um, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, he's not a you know permanent player. He's on loan. At, um, he's on loan at us, isn't he? So, you know, we always knew this day was going to come. Unfortunately, we've got the the options to to come in and and, and replace him. In the fact that we've got Yeri Mina now, who's, who obviously uh, came on for a couple of minutes there at the uh, at the end. So, you know, I can't I can't I can't really comment on Yeri Mina because I, I don't know I, I don't I don't know what he's gonna he's gonna bring to the team. We've paid a lot of money for him, so the expectation is going to be there, isn't it? But Kedzum is going to be a loss, but that's that's why Yeri Mina's there, and you know I've got no doubt that Michael Keane will be able to step up to the plate. I think 
the obviously downside to it is that we've got a blossoming partnership between yeah, um, Kurt Zuma and, and Michael Keane there, and now that is going to be disrupted. But you know, Marco Silva knew this from you know day one. But buying Kurt Zuma, it was always going to be the case. So we can't complain. We've just got to get on with it, and hopefully, Yeri Mina and. Michael Keane will be able to, if, you know, providing that both of them are fit, and it's the it's the player that Marco Silva wants to, to come in for, for Zuma. Hopefully, they'll be able to start a bit of a partnership off themselves because confidence is going to be flying through that team. Absolutely, you know, you've got your keeper who's, who's tremendous. You've got your your defence, which seems a, a little bit more settled now, and then you've got your midfield, your two midfield holding midfielders in, just around again and Gomez. So there should not not be reason why we should we, we shouldn't uh, we should fear Chelsea next week. Absolutely not. Just a final one, my mate, on the other goal scorer today, Seamus Coleman. Uh, he scored fantastic finish to put Everton back in front, and then he celebrated with uh, putting his hands to his ears, almost trying to silence his critics there. What did you make of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I read it. If I'm being honest, I'm absolutely delighted for Seamus Coleman. You know, what a, what a goal. You know, a nice little drilled shot across the face of the goal into the bottom corner. Um, you know, a lot of fans have probably been... Maybe the word is is right to say critical of Seamus Coleman, but I think Seamus Coleman's been one of the top players and top performers for Everton Football Club over the past couple of years. And when he does have you know that little dip in form, which he has done over the past couple of weeks, it's it's probably expected that you know people and fans, pundits, or whatever, are going to you know have a little comment. And whether that comes across as critical. I don't know. Obviously, you know, Seamus Coleman reads the newspapers, he goes and he goes <laughs> on the internet and he obviously sees the, sees these comments that, that fans and, and you know, me, the like are making. So, it, it obviously has riled them up a little bit and that is just a, it's a great reaction from Seamus because, yeah, you know, there, are, there has been people who have kind of written them off. Um, there was a discussion on the, the fan podcast in the week, the View from the Gareth Street, about uh, Seamus Coleman and, you know, a lot of the fans, they, they didn't necessarily write them off. They just wanted them to perform better. And that's what you want to see from, from Seamus. I, I'm absolutely delighted that he's proved probably me wrong and he's proved everyone else wrong. We're not going to sit there and go, oh, go, go to Seamus Coleman's yeah, score there. But I'm absolutely delighted Seamus Coleman has scored. And effectively, you know, the key goal probably in the game is he's obviously 1-1 and now he, he made it 2-1. So that was the that was the catalyst really to, to, to get us in front against Brighton there. And, you know, you could see his reaction. He, you know, Obviously, wants the support of the Everton fans. He, he obviously needs it, and he needs he needs the confidence to be that. So the Everton fans are going to, you know, step right behind him. Got no doubt about that. But I've got no doubt about Seamus Coleman, you know, performing in the big games like he has done today. Good stuff, mate. You back later this week with a view from the Gallery Street podcast. Yeah, it will either be uh, it'll be either late. Even on Monday, or it'll be early Tuesday morning. It'll be so. Obviously, we'll look back at the the game with a with a couple of the regulars that come on, um, and no doubt we'll talk about uh, Seamus and his reaction there as well. Good stuff, mate. Have a good evening. Enjoy match of the day. Well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, nice one. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, Michael, could you sum up Richarlison's performance there? Two goals, two very different types of goals as well. Afternoon. I prefer to talk about our performance as a team than the, the Richards. And after you go there, uh, was our best performance. I think uh, I'm sure at home our best performance at home this season. Um, good game since the first minute. We start playing uh, fast, quick, good combinations out wide and inside, creating chances. The the, the first, the second minute of the game uh, as well. Good moments. Of course, some of the our players they perform really well, but most important for me, like we perform as a team, 
control all the match. Uh, to to be honest, the, the only thing I didn't like was that moment in the corner when they scored. Um, Jordan just uh, made one save in the end of the match. Nothing more than we didn't give chance them to, to create uh, one chance to, to score. We had some chance to score more goals. Um, good performance. Uh, we deserve really the, the, the three points. About Richardson, if you want to know, of course. Um, perform well, of course. Uh, it's important not just for him, for the, our strikers. When they can score, um, very good moment football for our first goal. Our offensive transition, good um, good last pass, good, good move and good finish to Richardson. And the second goal, like he, he has this capacity to press higher and put more pressure on the central defenders, not just him, him and Gilfie at that moment. Like he won the ball and after his quality, like he finished the, the moment, was fantastic. Important uh, to him, uh, important for us as a team. Marco, when he was injured early on, was there a concern that he might have to come off when he had treatment on that ankle? It looked quite, quite a nasty yes. twist of his ankle. Not surprised for me, but show 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 you how his resilience as well. Um, he played the second half with painful in that in this feet. Um, maybe possible tomorrow will be worst. Um, but his Richardson he never gives up. He's always ready to, to play, to fight, and to uh, to achieve and to give uh, good things for us on the pitch. And that was Seamus Coleman's first goal since he broke his leg uh, last year. It was an important moment for him. He seems to celebrate differently with, with the fans. Important moment uh, for him, uh, important moment for us as a team. Uh, I think uh, it's always important that moment the game was important. Um, apart the, 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 that moment and the goal, I think uh, Coleman performed better today. Um, his physical condition is growing. Um, normal, his, his confidence is growing as well. Not just because he scored the goal, even the first half, um, we had good combinations on the right side uh, with him, Gilf and Theo Walcott. And of course, in the second moment, in the second half, when he scored, it was an important moment to him. For sure, we'll give. Um, Good feelings for give good feelings to him and to, to grow his confidence. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.